This week on The Breakup Breakdown. We had been seeing each other. You know, I had those feelings from the beginning where I was like, maybe it's too good to be true. I'm at a karaoke spot and run into one of the gals that I met him with. And we go back and forth and I just asked her, I said, so what do you think about this person? She was like, why? She was like, this doesn't make sense. Why would you be asking me about him? Like, I just got his wedding invitation. Like, I got his wedding invite in the mail. So in my brain, I was like, surely there has to be a logical explanation for this. Surely. Right? Hey, what's up? It's Abby for The Breakup Breakdown. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Hey, if you're new here, this is the podcast that finds out the nitty gritty of those messy breakups that you want to know more about. It could be like that girl, you know, from college who got married and then randomly got divorced and you were always curious about it. Or maybe it's something you saw on TikTok or it could even be your story or a friend's story. Whatever it is, we love getting all the details and of course, learning some lessons along the way. If you've got a submission for the podcast, be sure to head down to the episode description that's where you'll find a submission form linked. And as always, if there's a certain part of the interview that you want to jump to, you can always find timestamps in the episode description. Hey, Heartbreakers, welcome back to another episode of The Breakup Breakdown. This week's episode is a submission that I got tagged in on TikTok, and it was about someone who found out the guy they were dating um, was getting married. But before we get into that, you know, every single week we give a shout out to a different domestic violence shelter throughout the country. And of course, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, so that's why we've changed the podcast logo to purple in honor of that. This week, we're giving a shout out to Hope Incorporated in Clarksburg, West Virginia. I don't think we've ever given a shout out to any shelter in West Virginia, so this is a little bit of a first, but they are committed to providing resources and services to victims of domestic violence, dating violence, sexual assault, stalking, and human trafficking. So if you want to learn more about them and find out how you can support if you want to, you can check out all those details in the episode description. Okay, so into the actual submission. So this comes straight from TikTok. I got tagged in this one a couple of weeks ago. And let's just say that if you've been having a really bad week, um, this might help shift your perspective a little bit. If you're having a bad day, just remember that you could have accidentally found the wedding website of the man that you've been seeing for six weeks on Google. So it could always be worse for you, not for me. Obviously, everybody in the comments was losing their minds. They were like, what do you mean you found his wedding website? How long were you with this man for? Uh, I was actually looking at the comments and somebody said, was the audacity on the registry? And somebody also said, yeah, that's why I literally typed their name and the words baby, arrest, and wedding after it, just in case. Someone said it happened to them, but they dated for six years. And someone else said, yeah, it also happened to them. And then they sent a gift on the registry. Absolutely iconic. Obviously, I was really, (laughs) really interested. And I think the biggest thing was like, how long did they date for? Because I'm always just amazed and shocked and baffled when people can juggle multiple relationships and hide it pretty well. Like I'm single right now and the thought of entertaining one person is already very overwhelming. So I don't know if these people just have more free time or if they just enjoy it, but let's get into the details when we break down this week's breakup. I actually met him out in the wild through... Not quite mutual friends, but I would say mutual acquaintances, people I've known for around, you know, from around town for years. So I kind of like thought nothing of it. Like, I think if you meet someone on a dating app or something like that, you think to kind of vet them or Google them. But when you meet them, you know, out 
out in the world. You don't think twice about it. <laughs> so, it seems normal. So obviously they must be. Right. It's like you're with normal people that I know. They seem fine. They seem great. When you first met him, did you did you kind of have like, ooh, like he's cute. I'm kind of into him this way. No. So I did. I thought he was cute. And I remember I had asked because we had met several months before anything ever transitioned into like a romantic relationship. So I remember asking a friend when I first met him because he was like really talking to me and like really wanting to get deep in conversation. And I I remember asking her like, who is this guy? Like, is he single? Is he flirting with me? And she was just like, I think he has a girlfriend. And I was like, okay, got it. So thought nothing of it. Months later, all of this, you know, started. And I remember being like, or I remember him saying to me, oh, I didn't think you were interested in me because like I was flirting with you, trying to talk to you like for months before you gave me the time of day. And I was like, yeah, I thought you had a girlfriend. And he just, <laughs> he immediately said to me, he was like, oh, well, if you thought that was true, I totally understand like why you would have kept your, kept your space, like why you would have kept your distance in retrospect. Like that's not an answer <laughs> to the question. Okay. So he's kind of deflecting the question and now it kind of seems like you guys might jump into, into a little something, something now that you kind of established that you're both into each other and somewhat single, even though he was obviously lying. So what, what's like your first date? Like, does he ask you out? Where do you guys go? Our first date, um, this is like terrible. So one of the things that we initially connected on, we both love baseball. My dad, played he was a varsity coach he plays baseball has played baseball we connected on that and then we connected on like theology and talking about growing up in the church and all of this stuff so actually the first date he invited me to was he invited me to go to church with him you're kidding (laughs) which I didn't I actually didn't he had asked me on uh, like a Saturday night oh do you want to go do like do you by chance want to go to church in the morning it was really short notice and I was like my religious trauma like I need to prepare I I need to prepare if I'm doing that I need more lead time than just like 12 hours to get myself to church give me perspective on that so is he an active Christian and you had kind of fallen off and he was trying to bring you back? No. So we had actually talked about this. Both of us, I would say, are very much agnostic. He, though, through work and everything else, works with a lot of like charities and philanthropies and like community organizations, ironically enough. Uh, (laughs) uh, So he is like plugged into a church through nonprofit work that he's done. And so he was like, oh, we've been talking about this. Like maybe this could like this could be fun. You could meet some of the people I work with, whatever. So he was pitching it in that way not necessarily because either of us are necessarily like really involved or practicing, but in retrospect, horrible, like absolutely horrible, like the worst possible first date proposition. Yeah. I'm I'm so confused as to how this is appealing for either of you. If you guys don't go to church regularly. (laughs) So I, I said no to that. I was like, that's a, that's a lot. No. And we wound up on our first date actually just going, we went and we got brunch. Like he came and picked me up at my house took me to brunch. He drove me home. He hung out at my house for hours that afternoon. So, I mean, we, I think in perspective, the initial pitch was like, let's go to church, which is wild. It should have been a red flag, I think. But I mean, it was like a very normal, I feel like first date, you know, just, we went, we got brunch, we had a meal, we came home, like hung out at the house, talked, like made out on my couch. She went on his way. You're thinking like, oh, this is a win. (laughs) You know, it felt like a very normal first date. Okay. First date goes well. You dodge going to church. You grab some (laughs) 
where do things kind of go from here? How long do you guys end up dating before you realize that "Hmm, maybe this guy is not single? (laughs) We were like actively seeing each other for like close to two months. It was like Mm -hmm. six, seven weeks. I feel like since all of this has hit the fan, I've done what I think so many of us do, which is like, I've gone back. I've scrolled through every text message to be like, when did this start? When did it start? What was your relationship like for those two months? I mean, did you really feel like this was going to go somewhere or did you think it's the playing? No, no. I think like I actually at the beginning of it kind of pumped the brakes a few weeks in because he was just pursuing me so hard, like would send five, six, seven texts in a row and would, you know, like was buying me gifts and talking about family and like, oh, when you meet my mom and offered to put me on his Spotify premium account, like two weeks into talking. So I pumped the brakes because I was like this. I think maybe this is too much. And friends, all of my friends who know me were like, maybe you're just not letting yourself have good things. (laughs) And so I kind of was like, okay, okay, maybe this is a me problem. Like I'm not trusting that something this could actually be good. So like things we went back into it. But no, like I it, it it's insane to me. I don't understand how somebody has the time to be living a fully engaged life planning your wedding that's less than a month out or a couple months out, I guess, when we first started seeing each other. And to also have like a full relationship with someone else. Like, I mean, we were talking on the phone almost every day. If I was like, oh, I don't, I can't go to dinner tonight. I, you know, just want to stay home. He was sending texts like, oh, I'll come cook for you. Like I'll bring over groceries. I'll cook for you. It almost, and I mean, it's, it's true, but it like, it felt almost like too good to be true. And I think I just kind of gaslit myself into being like, this is like, this is my trauma. Like I won't let myself have good things. So like, I'm going to let myself have it. But I mean, no, definitely, definitely was too good to be true. Dear God. Okay. So two months you guys start dating, where do things go from there? Yeah. So, I mean, we had been seeing each other. Um, I had kind of been trying to slow play it just because I was like, you know, I had those feelings from the beginning where I was like, maybe it's too good to be true, whatever was really clear where I was like, I think I'm just having anxiety about, you know, like trusting people, letting people in. So like, let's play this slow. So, I mean, we had like, we'd been together for almost two months before we ever slept together. And that was a Thursday, 48 hours later, I'm at a karaoke spot (laughs) with some girlfriends and run into one of the gals that I met him with. And I did what I think so many women would do in this situation where I was like, oh my God, I haven't seen you. How are you doing? Whatever. And we go back and forth. And I just asked her, I said, so what do you think about this person? Like, you know him, right? Yeah. So I just asked and she immediately was like, well, why are you asking? Like, that's weird. Why would you be asking about him? Are we talking about the same guy? And I was like, yeah, this guy that you know this way. And she was like, she was like, wait, are you, he, she was like, why? She was like, this doesn't make sense. Why would you be asking me about him? Like, I just got his wedding invitation. Like, I got his wedding invite in the mail. Immediately. Again, I think this is such a weird thing. It's a weird thing. But I think anytime something like this happens, you try it. Like, your brain goes into make sense of it mode. And so I was like, well, maybe they broke up and they haven't announced it. Or maybe something happened and they just haven't made it public or whatever. So in my brain, I was like, surely there has to be a logical explanation for this. But, you know, I was talking to this girl and she was like, yeah, no, they're going to get engaged. I got their wedding invite. His fiance is in Mexico right now, like saying all these things to me. So I did two, I did two things. I left and sent him a text, like walked out of the bar, sent him a text uh, and just said, why was I just told that you have a fiance in Mexico? Is there any credence to that? (laughs) I sent that text. I just got on Google and I was like, 
first name, last name, wedding, city. <laughs> I added it all together. I was like, let's get specific. This is insane. Immediately their wedding website comes up immediately with photos of the two of them from, and I mean, they I, like from a while ago, like you can tell they're much younger in some of these photos. So they've been together for a while. So the wedding website comes up, there's photos, all of this. It has, you know, like their their registry, the venue, all of it listed. And I was just like, this has to be a mistake. Like this has to be some kind of horrible miscommunication. Like there has to be an explanation for this. And within an hour, he was calling me and just immediately, immediately went into, well, I know that you're really mad. Like you have every right to be angry right now, but like this can be okay. Like if we can just have a conversation, like it's not, it's not black and white. It's complicated. It's rocky. Like if we can just have a conversation, this can be okay. He's acting like (laughs) you guys are getting in just like an average little tiff. Like you didn't, he didn't text you back on time and you're upset. Like, dude, you have a whole ass wedding plan for less than 30 days, less less than 30 30 days out, uh, less than 30 days out. Uh, your fiance is in Mexico. Come to later find out on her bachelorette trip. I mean, just absolutely nuts. And it's like, in what world, in what world do you think like we can make that? No one's making this okay. Nothing is, nothing about this is okay. And just was like, the whole conversation was not, I'm sorry for what I did. I'm sorry for this or whatever. It was like, well, I should have been honest with you. Like I knew this was going to come out. Like I knew it would eventually come out. Obviously. Right. And it, it just, it was, it was incredible to me. Cause I was just like, if you knew this was going to come out, then wouldn't you want to get ahead of this? Like, wouldn't you want to, you know, at least be smart enough to tell me after we sleep, like, even if you wanted to be just a mess at the point that we have slept together, wouldn't you think to say, Oh, Hey, by the way, I have a fiance. Please don't tell anybody about that. <laughs> like, you would think that self-preservation instincts would kick in at some point. They did not. Um, so, I mean, just just crazy to me. Absolutely crazy. Maybe, I, just, maybe to some extent he wanted somebody to find out. I have this theory that a lot of men can't break up with their partners. They just either start treating them like shit until the, until the woman breaks up with them or they do yes. implode. And maybe this was his relationship bomb that he was trying to set off no i i think that i think that's possible and you know i also think you know even since since this has happened like the amount of stories i have heard from other people saying oh my god something so similar happened to me something so similar happened to me i I think there's also just this level of like brazenness almost where it's like sometimes they just like to see what they can get away with (laughs) and like that's fun like it's a game it's like an adrenaline rush which is terrible. I'm like, that's terrible. Like it's a terrible way to treat people or to think about people. You know, it's just, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just nasty. Like it's gross. The whole thing is just so gross. Do you ever end up having like an actual conversation with him about like what the hell is going on? No. So, I mean, he confirmed, we talked on the phone that night. He confirmed like, no, they're engaged. They are getting married. Um, and I told him at that point, I, I said to him, I was, you know, I was like, first and foremost, you, th- this is like, this is such a violation. Like I didn't consent to any part of this. I didn't know what was going on. So you took my autonomy away from me by not giving me a chance to make a decision about if I wanted to be involved in this or not. And secondly, now that I know you are engaged and you're in a partnership, any conversation that we have at this point is inappropriate. Like I don't, 
I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hear from you. There is no explanation that, that I need from you because the only person at this point that you owe something to is your fiance. I woke up the next morning. I had gotten texts through the night. He's calling me, trying to get a hold of me. Realized he couldn't do that. I wound up like blocking. I wound up blocking his phone number because I was just like, this is absolutely insane. Like three days later, log into Instagram. He and I had had conversations about how like he's not on social media. He's not this. He's not that. I never even like dug around to look. Um, But like three days later, I get onto Instagram and I have a message request from him off of his Instagram profile that he clearly has. And he had messaged me to say like, oh, just so you know, you know, a mutual friend told the fiance about what happened. She like reached out to her. And so, so she knows she's been made aware of what happened. And I was like, no shit. She knows what happened. Like a mutual friend told me. And I was like, how do we get this back to her? <laughs> like, uh, it's like, oh, do you think it was the friend that told you to, that? Told oh, her? I know it was. I mean, in the days oh. following, in the days following, she was like, I know she's on her bachelorette trip. They have met before. And so she was like, she was like, I can put enough pieces together to figure out like who's with her, who can we message, who can we get a hold of to tip this, to, like to tip her off basically. Um, because in my mind, it's like, there's no good way to hear that your partner is cheating on you. Um, I would rather hear it from a friend than from an email from a stranger that just pops Especially up on your that. bachelorette trip. Like, can you imagine? Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like if I opened that, if I opened an email on a bachelorette trip and was like, I'm sorry, what? I mean, horrible. I would so much rather hear it from a friend. Also, just from a safety perspective, for me, like thinking of myself, I was like, in the days that followed, other mutual friends were saying like, oh no, like he knows he's been outed. He like got kicked out of a bar last night. He got into a bar fight. He this, he that. He's being kicked off of his baseball team, all of these things. So he like was going off the rails. And so in my mind, I was like, she has to have this information, but I also am not going to hand him a paper trail that points directly back at me. Um, And so she knows, I knew she knew. And I was just like, I was so astounded because if she knows about this, then I would presume that the first thing she would tell you or she would ask from you if y'all are trying to work things out is okay, so you can never speak to her again. Like, you can't text her again. I'm just playing this out in my head because I'm like, he's a sociopath. His first response was, okay, great. I'll never text her again. But you didn't say I can't DM her. So he goes on to Instagram to open a new line of communication. I was like, you've already violated everybody's trust so gloriously. And the first thing you do after making like a fresh promise to, to you know, set things right is go back and tell me not like, him you, you want to start a new conversation with me like what is wrong with you not him immediately finding the loophole oh he yes 1000 percent. and listen like it's crazy to me if that's the thing about this that is just like a little discouraging is i'm like <laughs> if you give someone an inch an inch like they will take a mile um and people who can look really really great on paper can wind up being ab- just like absolutely horrible and um, immediately i was just like i've asked you not to like i've asked you not to contact me i'm gonna guarantee that she has asked you not to contact me like the i hate to use it because it's so buzzy but like the audacity of the whole situation it's like this is this is what that word is for like this is so audacious and so like 
it's so it's just there like there are really no words there are really no words so literally do you know if the wedding is still on uh yes so i've been told that it is because after the fact i put my detective hat on because i knew that she knew and so i morbidly it's like watching a you know it's like watching a train crash like once you start looking at it like you can't take your eyes away from the accident so i knew that she knew and found like just started doing digging to kind of see if I could see anything (laughs) like get tipped off to anything I found her mother's Facebook and her mom was posting all of these like inspirational quotes for women going through grief (laughs) and it was like people can't wear their masks forever like when they show you who they are believe them her mom's posting all of this so for a brief moment for a brief moment, I was like, maybe, maybe, like, maybe she's seen the light. She has support from family. Thank God for that. Like, she's canceling it, whatever. And then, like, two days ago, he messaged the girl who told me about this whole thing, who kind of set this into motion. He messaged her to say, hey, by the way, like, you're still welcome at the wedding with, like, an upside-down smiley face emoji. Are you kidding? So no. do you know if that person's going to go? No, she's not no. going. She is not going. I literally couldn't support it. I couldn't sit there and watch her make those. I mean, like, she's an adult. She can make that decision. Yes. But I would be sitting there the whole time, like sipping my teacup. No, I, that's the thing to me that's crazy, too, because I think so many people, even on, you know, talk, like I've talked about this on TikTok, that sort of thing. So many people have made comments where it's like, you have to save her. Someone needs to save her. Someone needs to do this or that. And I'm like, she's a grown, like she's a grown adult. And you know, do I know what I would do in that situation? 100%. I'm pretty confident about what I would do in that situation. She's, she's allowed to make whatever choice she wants to make. And just because I don't agree with it or I, I wouldn't do it doesn't make it wrong. Even if she was my best friend, I would be like, I'm so sorry. Like I can't, I I love you. I'll send you the nicest gift in the world, but I cannot, I cannot sit here 30 days after he's had sex with someone else that he was dating for months leading up to that. Like, I can't sit here and watch you marry this person. I think it does depend on how close you are. Like if it's my best, best friend, I want to go to make sure that she's good on our wedding. Like, am I going to stand? That's true. If they're like, does anyone object? I might like raise my hand a little bit, but not say anything. Be like, oh, I'll chuck. It's like you stand there and you chuckle and you're like, does anyone like, I think a lot of us object, but it's not our call. (laughs) Literally all of us, but we're going to shut up and just stay for the free bar for the open bar. Right. Right. We need it. We all deserve a treat. (laughs) We we all need a little treat after watching this train. (laughs) But yeah, I, I, but if you're just like casually attending this wedding, there's no way I can. Right. Honestly, I kind of want to go period because who knows what kind of shit would go down at the wedding that I don't want to miss. That is true. That is true. It's balancing. <laughs> it's a balancing act. Should we make your acquaintance go purely for the for the tea? Okay, so here's the real kicker. This is the real kicker. So one of my favorite bars shares a parking lot with their wedding venue. So the patio looks out directly onto the entrance of their wedding venue. So they have to walk in and out and they see everyone on this patio. And I have so many girlfriends who are just like, choose violence, choose violence, post (laughs) up on that patio with all of us (laughs) the day of or the day of the rehearsal, whatever it is, like we know they're going to be there. And it's just even if nobody goes, I'm like, I feel like half of my girlfriends at this point are really, really gunning for us just getting drinks. (laughs) 
and watching. It's, it's not a crime to get a drink. It's not. It's not. Listen, it's not a crime to get a drink. And it's it's my neighborhood. Like they live. This is not their part of town. So I'm like, it's less than a mile from my house. It's I go there all the time. So I'm just like, what? <laughs> What do you I mean? For him, right. I, I love the idea of you waving him as he walks in, but but then like going back inside when she walks down the aisle. Cause at the end of the yes. day, she really is the victim. I mean, you you've been victimized by this guy too, but really, like this really sucks for her. No, of course, of course. And that's the thing that sucks about being in this kind of situation is there is no way like they're partners, they're in a partnership, and she's deciding to carry on. So there's really no way to kind of get back at him without it really punishing her. Like, you know, I can't show up to the wedding and be like, I object here are the screenshots or whatever without that ruining something for her. Like she also has to pay for that. And, and, you know, and it just, that it sucks. It sucks. And he should have never put anybody in a position where that was even possible, but here we are. Do you think he's done this with other women throughout their relationship? 100%. 100%. Because two two things. So in my mind, like we have mutual friends. If one of the first things you're saying to me is, oh, I knew this was going to come out. That to me, I don't think you start with mutual friends. Like if you're cheating on somebody for the first time, I don't think you start in the close friend group. Maybe I'm wrong. We wouldn't know. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I wouldn't know. To me, like that just feels so that feels that feels to me like you're almost flaunting it in a way that says you're pretty confident you can get away with this. So I definitely think it's happened before. I definitely think he's done this before. He had also he, like he'd been married previously. He was married for years um, and then got divorced before getting engaged to her. So I definitely I definitely think he's done it before. And he offhandedly made a comment to me, you know, when he was trying to explain himself, where he said to me, he was like, well, she knows who I am. She's marrying me. She wouldn't be surprised if she found this out. And I was just like, bro, I don't think that is the flex that you think it is. Like, <laughs> we both, We've been together for four years. We both know each other real well. You think this is the first time I've done it? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't think it's the first time. I doubt it'll be the last time. Uh, I hope for her sake. I, like, I truly hope for her sake that it is and he gets his act together. But like people, people repeat patterns. And so I'm like, if this is a pattern that like is catching up to you right now, I have a pretty strong suspicion that you've done this. Like you're comfortable with this pattern. You've done it before. You'll do it again. And I just don't understand why in this day and age, anybody would choose to get married. If you enjoy having like lots of different relationships, like this isn't right. like anymore you're free to have as many partners or relationships as you want right why bring somebody else into it no 100 percent. that's what's crazy to me that that i've so many pieces of this are insane <laughs> but especially being a man i'm like you're a you, you, they've kind of always had a little bit more power when it comes to being single. Like men can be bachelors forever and nobody really comments on it. If women are single for too long, then it's like, whatever there's yes. Like what's wrong with you? You're like a single dude. There's no shame in being a single dude about town. You could do that for as long as you want. If you want to just date anybody and everybody, then why, why are you getting married? It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. No, no. 
And I can't even, I'm, I can't even begin to like wrap my brain around this, this man's psyche. <laughs> I feel like. Well, what have you learned from this experience? Cause I mean, like some, some of these stories that I have on, like they are just like bonkers like this one. And, but like, what have you really taken from this? Like when you look back or, I mean, are you going to do like background checks on your new boyfriends? Like what's, what's life going to be like for you moving forward? That's so that I think is the thing that's tricky. You know, people, this kind of stuff happens and it's like, Oh my gosh, do I have to research anybody I ever spend time with? So this doesn't happen again. And I think on the one hand, I understand the impulse. On the other hand, I'm just like, I don't want to be, I don't want him to have that much power. I I don't want to be so jaded or mistrusting of people because of how I was treated by one person that I let that dictate how I view any relationship moving forward. So no, I don't think I'm going to be doing background checks, (laughs) but I will definitely be paying attention to how someone answers a question because I think how you answer questions says a lot, you know, and it's like, oh, well, yeah, if it's not a yes or a no, that's a great time to be like, wait, hold on. What was that a yes or a no (laughs) to follow up? But honestly, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I've learned or that I'm seeing or that I'm learning from all of this is just, I think like we as women, especially like have so much space to like be kind and to be a community for each other. And so many people have been amazing and wonderful and so supportive, you know, while all of this shit has been hitting the fan, which I really appreciate. And I think, you know, watching though some of the ways it plays out and some of the conversations that get had about it, you see a lot of women kind of infighting and even on other posts and TikToks and things like that, you see women really going after each other or like going after the other woman or saying, oh, you have to tell the bride or you have to do this or you have to do that. And I think the thing it's kind of brought into focus for me is that we have so little faith that men will take accountability for their own actions. We go after each other because we're like, this is wrong. Somebody needs to pay for this. Somebody needs to set it right. And I think that that that's the thing that I'm saying and that I'm observing. And I just, I, you know, I, I really feel hopeful by the amount of like support and also just the amount of commonalities where so many people have this experience. I'm, I'm hopeful that we can have more conversations like that, where it's like, instead of getting into these kind of like suffering competitions or placing blame on each other or putting the responsibility on one person or another. Like, I hope we can just kind of like, I don't know, like first wives club this and like figure out how can we like band together to, to make them pay because it's, it's on, <laughs> it's on them. It's not on us. No, literally. And I love that you said that. Cause I think a lot of people would have the question, you know, this happens to you, but why post about it on TikTok? But I think the benefit of it is you get to, share your experience and connect with other people who have gone through this very niche thing that nobody can really walk you through. And now you have a little support group that can, can tell you how, how they got through it. So like what advice from those other women who have gone through the same thing, unfortunately? A lot. I mean, I think so many people have just, so many people have really pressed and reminded me practice gratitude, practice gratitude and all of this. It sucks, but you're going to be so grateful that it, didn't go further that you weren't more invested the longer it goes the the more gets tied up in it and so I that is so true and one of my best friends tells me all the time she goes rejection is protection and I think it's spot on um and, and just having kind of people in my ear to be like practice gratitude because it sucks right now but you dodged a bullet and six months from now you're going to be so grateful that you're not waking up 
waking up next to that person, you're going to be so grateful that you got as far away from it as possible. That makes a huge, it makes a huge difference when you're going through it to just have those reminders that like, this is going to be okay. And like one day I will be happy for the lessons that I've learned, even though learning the lesson really sucks (laughs) while it's going on. And it's one hell of a story. Yeah, exactly. It is. Yes, it is one hell of a story. Well, do you have any final words of wisdom or just final things you want to say before I close this out? No, I, I, I think that honestly, the biggest thing is just when, when, like when things go sideways, like really practice, practice gratitude, like be kind to yourself, be kind to other people, because just watch, even just watching so many people have similar experiences. It's so clear that people are really going through it all the time and they're probably not always talking about it and putting it out there. I think it just, you, you, ki- kindness and community mean a lot. So if you have opportunities to practice kindness and to build community, I think take those every single time you get the chance to. Tune in on Thursday for a conversation about serial cheating and the relationship between narcissism and infidelity. Hopefully we'll be able to make some sense of, you know, what we just heard. I'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next.